You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You get what you need. You know, sometimes you just have to have something taken away from you before you realise how much you really needed it. And some people would describe Michael Guerin like that. And you know what? Unapologetically, I'll put myself in that group. Michael, it's nice to have you back in this part of the world. It's been just such a long month without you. I don't know how we made it. <laughs> hey, good to be talking to you again, Louie. And a big hi to, to all our listeners. Happy Matariki for you. And I know it's a very special time for many people in our community. Um, it's nice to be home, mate. But, gee, it's been a weird month. I left a month ago and did all that Scott and tried to have a bit of a R&R on the way home through Asia and catch up with a few people. And, unfortunately, we had a, uh, a family bereavement, so I've had to come back and then return to Australia. So it's been a crazy old time, mate. But, look... Um, yeah, one thing all that travelling teaches you and reminds you is we live in a super country. So good to be home. And I'll tell you what, mate, it's good to be home. Uh, I know this sounds like a weird thing to be happy about when you come home, but I'm tremendously excited about the Wellington steeplechase tomorrow. Uh, only a small field. In the time I've been covering the gallops intently, which is about a decade now, we haven't had too many of those great, two-horse clashes in, in the jumps because we don't have that many great jumpers and often they spread their their uh, their wears far and wide. But West Coast versus the Cossack tomorrow has genuinely got me excited more than probably most flat races I've seen in the country for the last couple of months, mate. So I'm looking forward to getting back in the studio with you tomorrow morning. I'm looking forward to talking about all these things and yeah, looking forward to, to the new season, Louis, because... In the time I've been covering racing, and I wrote my first racing story 38 years ago, this is the most exciting time I've been involved in in New Zealand racing. It's going to need maybe an attitudinal change from some of the participants to catch up to what's going on at the administrative level, Louis. But, man, the changes we have now with Ellerslie, Auckland Thoroughbred Racing, obviously the Entane TAB Partnership, uh, in the last week, Louis, since I got back to Australasia, I've been on the phone doing a lot of business, just getting groundwork done for a lot of things. And the difference in levels of enthusiasm, the answer to more things being yes than no, uh, is as stark as I can ever remember. Yeah, no, you're bang on, Mick, and I've felt it as well, just in conversations you have. And you know what? There's been a bit of a groundswell of enthusiasm kind of off and on for the last maybe three-ish years, two years, but just box by box, we're slowly building this castle, which feels like a pretty cool place to be as a racing fan. Just Can I just go back to your steeple comments? Because I totally agree, and I've been quite a public, um, not the world's biggest jumps fan previously, but I have gotten into it this year, and I followed these horses, uh, well, the Cossacks' career closely. I mean, lining them up as best you can, West Coast, who on the flat four starts ago just kind of put its hand up and said, you know, I'm here, this preparation, I'm a different horse. Is there a chance West Coast could knock the Cossack off, like, genuinely? 
I think it's such small margins between the two. The Cossack obviously has a superior record, but he's been racing for a lot longer, and he's been a lot busier. Um, but you know, they have relatively similar strike rates. They're both horses who have been clearly dominant over their rivals. There's nothing in them in the weights. Um, it's a very small field, so traffic won't be an issue over 5,500 metres. I think it'll genuinely come down to who that is feeling the best on the day and handles the track the best. They're both horses who can handle very deep tracks. So sometimes it's not even to an athlete. It's just, was today my day? Am I going to buckle down the best and, and fight it out? the best. Um, two very different type of riders. Sean Fanning's obviously an established star. Jack Powell is a young guy who only rode one winner under rules in Ireland, which means under normal race conditions. But over there, there's a lot of point-to-point meetings, and that gives you an enormous basis of experience. Um, he's going to be a real star here this winter, alongside the Aaron Kurus, and hopefully we get Sean Phelan back. We'll talk to him tomorrow morning on the on the, the mail run. So oh, I think it's a fascinating race. Oh, my heart's with the Cossack because I love the horse, but the other thing too is they've both got great trainers, Mark Olligan and yeah. Nelson, Kareem McDougall both. So there's, when you go through the boxes, you go, oh, well, it's comparable, and that's comparable, and that's comparable. And when you have that much comparability, it often comes down to which horse on the day is feeling the best and... No, it, it's too close to call, and that's the way the TRB have the market, but it's fascinating to have this type of race. At the same time, we have the ITM Jib Winter Finals at Ruakaka, you know, two diametrically opposed types of race days. But, um, yeah, I think it's going to be a bit of fun for everybody to Totally agree. And uh, if you stay up late enough, you'll get to catch some outstanding harness racing action from Albion Park. Uh, we'll finish with this, Mick. Obviously, hrnz.co.nz is where you can go to get all your information in New Zealand. Harness racing. We've seen a couple of Kiwis head over and have a crack, which is exciting. But I have been copying a lot of collateral and a lot of um, uh, information and hot takes left, right and centre in my peripherals about a horse by the name of Leap to Fame, who allegedly is one of the best equine products on the world. Is, I mean, is this can this be true? Look, he's a very, very, very good horse. He's won three derbies, and they were proper derbies. Um, he hasn't won anything as an open-class horse that matters because he hasn't been asked to yet. And the Australians do get carried away about their horses. Six months ago, Captain Ravishing was the best horse in the world. So <laughs> the, the, the reason this horse might be better is he's better bred. He's by Better's Delight and the best Better's Delights, for those who don't know Better's Delight, he's the sire of Lazarus and the greatest stallion to ever stand in harness racing. The best Better's Delights can do wonderful things. Not getting carried away now, there's nothing to say he's better than a cooter. To the eye, he's better than a cooter, but a cooter's won a lot more open-class races than sure. this horse has. So, um, look, it's going to be fun learning about it all together. Um, you can't not tell the Aussies he's the best in the world because they get very sensitive these days. They're not the race <laughs> they used to be. So when you tell the Australian that, that you don't agree with them, they get very antsy. Um, and, yeah, and, and Twitter gets 10, 15 people upset. So, look, I'm, I'm a great believer. Let, let the horses show us how good they are. Um, they can be champions midway through the career. They can be champions at the end of the career. Um, when you start using the word champion, goat, or best of the world, uh, you need to be awfully, awfully you know, careful. I've, Mac, used, I've used it three times in my life. Three times in my life I've seen horses who deserve those titles in different capacities. And the only reason three of them can be the goat is I'm talking about in my lifetime because I never saw Secretariat, so therefore I don't get the comment on the greatest of all time overall. You're so right. They're a very strange bunch, the Aussies, because 
the, they will find a reason to pot their greatest horses, but then they also want to pump up the masses, you know, the, the, the tear underneath it and call them, they will absolutely jump to call the, the horses that clearly aren't champions or goats. They will rush Louis, to put them six, on the pedestal just so they could tear them down. Six months ago, Aft Cabin was the best three-year-old in Australia, and that's after Giga Kicker won the Everest. I mean, <laughs> you just, there's no logic to it. And it, it tends to be if I was there and I saw it, therefore the horse is better because I was there. Yeah. Um, as I said, this, this horse may be an exception, but he's a very, very good horse, and he might end up being a, a champion. But yes, best in the world's an awfully big comment because I don't know anybody qualified in harness racing to say he's best in the world. I don't know anybody with encyclopedic knowledge of New Zealand, Australia, and America. I know lots of people in harness racing, but I don't know anybody who can do that. I can't do it. I'm not qualified to do that. So I'll be very interested in the person in Australasia who is qualified to do it, if I'm not, because I spend a hell of a lot more time on planes than they do. Uh, well, I'll tell you what you are qualified to do. You tip us a couple of winners tomorrow. Matt Cross has done a hell of a job. He's tipped a truck of winners while you've been away. So it's your job tomorrow, mailman. We will talk to you at 8am on the mail run. Looking forward to it, brother. Good to be back.